0: Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome and thank you for joining us today. I'm Marty Caldwell, and uh, we have a second series of our program um, we're going to be doing today uh, regarding African-American adoptions online, uh, a birth mom story. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you to visit our website com, and uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter and uh, we also have a reminder that'll send out information regarding our upcoming shows and we'd like to also hear about topics you'd like to have covered that you'd like to learn more about in um, parenting, adoption, infertility, birth mom, and uh, reunion um, stories. So please send us your questions and your topic um, ideas. You can mail those to me at info at com. And again, today we have back Adrienne Artist. Um, she is a wonderful birth mother that has um, chosen adoption for her son and has been willing to share her story in a two-part segment. So we started last week. And um, welcome back to the show, Adrienne. Hi. Thank you so much for coming back again. And, you? you know, this has been great. Last week was wonderful. We we talked about that, you know, you're from Delaware. Mm-hmm. And um, your story really has encouraged so many people because you had a lot of family support and kind of a recap of what you had last uh, last week, we talked about you encouraged us to look really closely at you know communication and um your family was on board and some of the things that we we talked about were you know you were nineteen at the time, and um your family wasn in support, but you weren 't at the very beginning you you know you really weren 't sure if you wanted to do adoption right yeah and and then at, and then finally, uh you know after looking at some some profiles, you did choose adoption. Let's kind of go back. Um, you know, we're going to have this segment available for women that would like a copy of this, too. So if anybody's interested in receiving a an audio of this, um, if you're considering adoption, please just uh, email us, uh, info at letstalkadoption.com. We'll be sure to get that copy to you. But so you, you basically um, were living with your family. You had a job and you had your sister home with you and your mother and father. They and all discussed adoption. Um, and you came up with the choice, and you really took a time to get used to that idea, right yeah and what were your fears too with it uh, when you were trying to decide whether or not you wanted a parent or or place, and you even contem you really didn't contemplate abortion, but you knew that was out there as an option.
1: Exactly. Um, well, oh, first of all, adoption runs in my family um, because my father is adopted. Oh. Um, I also know a other um, few people who were adopted as well. And the thing about adoption is, is when you hear the word adoption, you immediately think about giving up. Mm-hmm. And, um and that's what I had to get past. That was my main fear that I wasn't going to hear from them again. Um, the greatest fear that you think about is, you know, abuse, and um, and that that was my main thing. It's like, Mom, I'm never going to get to see my child again. They're going mm-hmm. to take him from me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm never going to hear from him, and I did not want that at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and that so much of that is just untrue. And I think too, you know, with the state, and see so this, you went through a private adoption. Um, with lifetime adoption, we went through private adoption, which is a lot different because um, there's a private adoption where you have a lot more control um, and you control what happens, when it happens, where the baby is going to go, the type of contact you want. And um, it's all legal, but it's, it's, it's a real private. It's I tell people it's it's a difference between, um, you know, going to a five-star restaurant or going to a drive-in, you know. Exactly. Um, and, I mean, you, you, you're getting the high-quality care that you need and find the high-quality families than just somebody, and that's why I think you see less abuse because families have to really step up and make a big commitment, Um, and they're not getting supplements from the state to adopt children. And I've I've always believed, um, I started the African-American Adoption Program, I really believe it's important for children to be treated equally and in loving homes and have all the opportunities that every other child in life has and exactly. um i think that's extremely important so you know off my soapbox there but yeah. uh, but but um so even you your family you know you have a lot of people in the family that have been adopted and that have experienced adoption too and you had friends that helped you but you had to educate them first you shared last week
1: exactly i actually had to educate a lot of people around me um uh my mother stressed to me you know don't be alarmed with people's reaction once you tell them what you're doing mm-hmm. and um Like I said, we are, you know, a very spiritual family, um, and we have a very close-knit church as well. And when everybody found out I was pregnant, you know, and they wanted to give me things, Mm -hmm. I had to say, you know, no, just, you know, hold on to it for a while. I really wasn't, you know, ready to tell them what I was doing. But um, once it it got around, you definitely got to see people's reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them weren't as favorable as I would have hoped. But like I said, adoption is one of those subjects where education is definitely key.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's hard because your dad's a pastor, also.
1: Well, he's a minister. He's minister, a okay, dad. minister. Yes,
0: he's a minister, and so he's in the ministry. Yes, and ma'am. so he and so people do look up to him. Exactly. You know, as far as because he is still, you know, in a leadership role in in, in, uh, in some capacity. And uh, with your mom's, that had to be very difficult for you.
1: Um, it was definitely very difficult for me um, only because, you know, I, I knew better and, you know, well, um, and the fact that I didn't want to, you know, do this to my family. And, you know, it was just it was just definitely hard. It was mm-hmm. so hard because, oh, you're, you're a preacher's daughter and, and, you know, you're not supposed to do those things. And you know how that goes.
0: Yes, I sure do. And we hear it quite often, too. <laughs> so when you um, so basically the father of the baby, um you're telling him that you're wanting to go through an adoption, and he's saying, "What?"
1: Well, basically, um, I I had not spoke to him when I made my decision. Mm-hmm. I, I actually about my decision. I did not speak to him until I think it was uh, six days before I delivered. Oh um, wow! Yes, he called my home, and you know, and I had basically just broke down and told him because mm-hmm. I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And we really had it out, you know. Mm-hmm. He never raised his voice at me or anything, but. He was just very adamant um, about his son not going anywhere but with him or I, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't do that only mm-hmm. because um, not only he he was 21, so um, not only did he have the set of twins before me, but he also had mine. And mm-hmm. right after I found out I was pregnant, the in the female that he was with at that particular time had also found out that she was pregnant as well. So he
0: had twins, children. He had twins. How, how old were the ch- twins?
1: Uh, two years old. Oh,
0: wow, two-year-olds, yeah.
1: Um, and then mine, and then he had a girlfriend that was also pregnant.
0: Pregnant times. time, Yeah, and that's a big responsibility, and we see that quite often. And, and you know what? You, your heart goes out to these guys because it's like they want to do us all, but they realistically, it doesn't cut it.
1: Exactly. Um, and I basically told him, you know, I'm helping you because there's no way. You're already, you know, uh, taking on two jobs to take care of two children. There's no way you're going to take on more jobs to take care of more children Mm there are just not not enough hours in the day exactly Mm -hmm. there are not enough hours in the day and basically when women women and children um when it comes to babies fathers and different things like that especially in the african-american community women get catty and Mm -hmm. it just becomes interesting and the children become pawns at that particular point Mm -hmm. And that's what I did not want for my son. I did not want my son to become a pawn mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, your dad's this and your mom's this. No, yeah. I did not want that for him.
0: And he would be, you know, just sandwiched in between the other children, too. And, and you know, and two is when you're working two or three jobs, you have no time for your for the children, let alone yourself.
1: Exactly. And what
0: kind of role model is that? That's what I've heard a lot of women say is that, you know, I don't want my child riding off on the back of Harley with some other woman and, and, and my my ex because I have no control over that happening. He'll be in life forever, you know.
1: Exactly. And then, you know, he said to me, well, you know, me and my significant other, you know, he never referred to her her by her name. Mm -hmm. Me and my significant other, you know, will take care of him. And I said no. Mm -hmm. I said because she's currently pregnant. Mm -hmm. You're living in a house. She doesn't work, so she's living in your house. She has to look at my son every day. And I don't want to fear for his life or his Mm -hmm. well-being Every day when she's sitting there with him alone, I just mm-hmm. don't need that in the back of my head. Yeah.
0: And that's that's those are things that a lot of times that we don't think about and that I think that are easy to overshadow. Um, because some, some men can be very good about sweet-talking women into doing what they mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be difficult, too. So at the time, you're getting ready to go to the hospital. You've met the family you want, um, Douglas and Cheryl. And well, I've
1: actually talked to them at this point. I okay. had not met them yet.
0: So you hadn't met him? And how did, did you want to meet him ahead of time? Are you going to meet him at the well, hospital? I, I
1: had, see, this is, this is what happened. And everything was so crazy. I, I was due February 18th, mm-hmm. um, and they were actually supposed to come into town, I think, about two weeks before that, mm-hmm. just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just so happened that I delivered three and a half weeks early. Wow. Um, I, I, like I said, I spoke to the father, um, I think it was about six days before I delivered. That Friday, we also had a conversation as well. Um, I had not been to sleep since Thursday. Mm. Um, Friday I went into work and I just decided I couldn't take it anymore. I called my mom to come and get me. Mm. And um Saturday was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep Saturday either. Was it
0: were you having contractions, or was just emotional?
1: No, no, every I just didn't feel well. Mm-hmm. I just you know, you just get that feeling. Yes. Um, and then Sunday morning, mm-hmm. uh, I had gotten up to take, you know, one of those numerous potty breaks mm-hmm. when you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, right. And um I went back in the bed, and as soon as I did that, he just dropped, and so did my water.
0: No kidding. So you just knew in. <laughs> yes, then. ma'am. Wow. Yes,
1: ma'am. So um, this was a very quick mm-hmm. turnaround. Mm-hmm. Actually, the reason that I went into labor so fast was because my blood pressure had gone up because of the conversations that I had with oh, my father. the
0: stress. My, uh-huh. my
1: blood pressure was 152 over 103. Wow.
0: So your doctor so, probably was saying you need to de-stress a little bit too.
1: Exactly. You know, I I could have stroked, and mm-hmm. that's you know you definitely don't want to have you know do that when you're pregnant. Your child mm-hmm. will never see you. Um, so you know, I delivered him, and it, I was calling. Uh, I called Doug and Cheryl as soon as I got to the hospital, and it just so happened that Doug um, he works for a very uh, prominent um, television company, and mm-hmm. he was um, filming in mm-hmm. Louisiana. Oh my. And Cheryl was on her way out there to see him. Either she was on a ride to see him or she was already there. And Uh so she had to fly back from Louisiana to Georgia because they're from Georgia Uh um, and make their arrangements. And he was uh, flying from Louisiana back to Georgia to get everything set for them to uh, come up here. And all, all this is going on while I'm going into labor. My cell phone oh my bill was gosh. extremely high that I month.
0: Bet. Bless your heart. <laughs> and, that, and that's so hard, too, because, you know, they're so far away from you. and um, But that happens a lot. People are selecting the best family, not just because they live in the same state, because anybody can pick up and move. But well, you, you really want to get the core of the family that you want for your child. I
1: definitely wanted him, um, you know, away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not want him in the same state only because you just don't know how you're going to feel about that. You mm-hmm. know, because you're so close, you're seeing him, you know, often. And I definitely wanted a bit of space. Um, and I also wanted Doug and Cheryl to have a sense of privacy as well. Mm-hmm. You know, this has become their son. You don't want to be bothering them every day, and mm-hmm. So that, that was my particular point. And I'll tell anybody, you know, I didn't just go into this thing blind. Um, I have blood family down in Atlanta where they live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're making plans for my aunts and my cousins to meet mm-hmm.
0: them. That's so wonderful. So part of it, too. Well, Adrienne, we'll be right back after this quick sure. break. We're going to come back and we're going to share more with Adrienne about uh, her adoption, um, African-American Adoptions Online, A Birth Mother Story. We'll be right back after this real quick break. On my 18th birthday... I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me in my pregnancy, but then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life, and a solid future. everything i wanted for him and now i've even moved to nashville to follow my dreams i chose life i chose adoption open adoption means you make the choices choose the adoptive family how much contact you want and how you want the adoption to happen to learn more about adoption call 1-800-923-6784 or visit lifetimeadoption.com you can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day call lifetime at 1-800-923-6784 Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on KFIA AM 710. And if you just joined the program, we're sharing a second part of a two-part show um, regarding African-American adoptions online, a birth mother story with Adrienne. And she um, chose adoption for her son when she was 19. She's almost 20 now. And um, we're excited. If you did not hear the first segment in that show, you're welcome to email us, and we can send you a link to that. Um, We'll make this available also on our site at letstalkadoption.com. And before we continue, I also want to mention an adoption resource for adopted parents. Uh, Adoptingonline.com is a book I wrote for hopeful adopted parents, which is available at local bookstores online and also the book site, uh, adoptingonline.com. It's a real valuable resource to get you started in a successful adoption. It gives you lots of tips and stories and what what to do to get you started and keep you healthy and really explain the process of adoption as it is today, and I think it's important. So, do visit our site, and um, if you have any questions, let us know too. We'd be happy to answer those for you. So, Adrian, before we left, we were talking a little bit about you know, you're in labor and you're in the hospital, mm-hmm. and you're calling, your cell phone is, you know, probably almost on dead battery at this point because you're yeah. making these phone calls, and you're probably in between contractions too. So, mm-hmm. how soon did the family make it for the birth then? Because they had to come out from. No. From sp-
1: Unfortunately, they mm. did not make it for the birth because it happened so bad. Right, um, <laughs> wow. um, And they had to make arrangements down there. I was actually, uh, I got to the hospital at 6.30 in the morning, and I had him at one thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely, thankfully, a quick, right. a quick turnaround. Right. Um, and then at that particular moment, you know, we weren't sure mm-hmm. um, about the birth father, which was definitely dressing me out on top of everything because you know of what I knew him to be, he's a great father. However, it's just, it's it was just too much to have mm-hmm. so many so many uh, babies, mothers, and it just it just gets to be a very interesting situation. So, you know, we were calling back and forth, trying to find out what he was doing, and my mother, because of you know legal situations, she me, ha- actually had me go into the hospital unlisted so mm-hmm. that he couldn't find me.
0: Yeah, a lot of times birth moms can do that. They go under a fictitious name. Um, they'll tell they'll tell their coordinator what that name is or they'll say unlisted, right? So your mom did that just for your safety.
1: Yeah, my mom did that for my safety. My mom um, actually used to work at the hospital um, that I was at. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had more than enough people um, there to, you know, cover uh, everything that we needed to uh, be handled. And actually in Delaware, mm-hmm. uh, because of different laws and um, regulations, we actually had to go through another adoption agency here. Right, right. And um, Adopted
0: parents pay for all that, though.
1: Oh, yeah, they, they great, pay no for cost. all that. <laughs> um, so, you know, with everything that was going on, they have a lawyer there, I mean, who was wonderful. His name was Harlan uh, Tenenbaum. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I had the baby on Sunday. Um, on Monday, we just decided, you know, he needs to know that his son has been born. So mm-hmm. we informed him. Um, He came up to the hospital, Mm -hmm. and I was just, you know, out of it. I really, I wanted him to see him, but I wanted him to know how serious I was. So Mm -hmm. my father talked to him. My uncle, um, who happens to be a judge as well, he spoke to him. Mm -hmm. Um, The social worker there at the hospital, uh, they spoke to him. And we also gave them the phone, gave him the phone number for Douglas and Cheryl so that he could just, you know, get, the whole spectrum from everybody's point of view of where this was coming from, and I, I basically told him, you know, I I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just go in, go and come as you please, but I don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. I am the mother. You you know, you you say you're going to take him, but that's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know, so and um, he's
0: and he's already taking care of a set of twins, two-year-old of twins. twins. His girlfriend has is expecting a baby very shortly and yeah. he's trying to work as much as he can it just it it just doesn't sound like it's a good situation for you exactly. and for your son mm-hmm.
1: so um then uh the next day i had just been you know on on my face just just praying and, and just just praying a lot and um my, my parents at this particular point um i had called him early tuesday morning um and he asked him you know had he spoke to them he had I had, he said, You know, I'm not changing my mind. I said, Okay. And then my father said to me, You know, if this is the Lord's will, then this is what we're going to do, but we're not just going to let this thing die. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay. My father, you know, went to Walmart and uh, picked up a lot of baby things, and I was mm-hmm. kind of scared because, you know, a man going out shopping by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: kind of scary right know, there. Yeah. Bless his heart. So
1: he picked up everything, car seat, just so we could take him home. Mm-hmm. And, um, that day, um, unfortunately, he had uh, jaundice, so he had to mm-hmm. stay under the lights. Mm-hmm. I was discharged, but he had to stay, mm-hmm. and so I was there. And my mom said to him, my mom said to me, uh, "Well, do you want Eric to come and see him? Eric was the father." Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to her, "You know, yes, because you know, during everything, I just want to be able to see him." Mm-hmm. So um, he came and he saw him, and I basically at that particular time had no words for him. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, about this adoption thing. And I said to him, no, I don't want to hear it. If you're not going to change your mind, I don't want to hear anything about mm-hmm. it. And he said, well, I'm just saying, whatever you want to do, I'm going to do. And wow. I, said, I said, no, you're not, because mm-hmm. you would have done it weeks ago. And he said, no, I'm serious. Whatever you want to do, I'm for it. And I mm-hmm. said, well, then I'm not going to be the one to call them. If you're serious about this thing, you call them and tell them that they can come up here and get their son. And he did it. And as soon wow. as he as soon as he called them, I called my mom and told her this whole thing was over. But the thing that made him change his mind, which I found out, you know, after he decided to do that, was because he found out that his current girlfriend was pregnant with twins.
0: You're kidding! Wow. So,
1: yes, ma'am. So he's 21 with mm-hmm. five children. Mm-hmm. That's definitely wow. A shock.
0: That was it, and and I think all the little the little seeds that were planted by talking to your uncle, talking to your dad, talking to the social worker, mm-hmm. giving him the opportunity to talk to adoptive parents, which I think is really key, because men want to feel that they're being heard, right. and they want to feel like they've got a say so in it, and 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 you being really firm in your decision about adoption, I think, is a big key on your success, um, because you really we had thought this all out, exactly. and and that's really hard too. Did you um, did you have any fears at that point that you know um, if you didn't that you know you were going to parent this child then like you, your dad had um, gone to pick all these things up and yeah
1: I I actually didn't uh-huh. um, because I I knew at this particular time that if I did have to take him home then it was definitely you know in the plans of the Lord and so we were just going to go with it so yeah. I definitely um, had no fears at that particular time it was just you know. Yeah, it sounds like at that particular time, because I was going to take him home, I had even more support because I was trying to do something right Mm -hmm. for him, and it just you know the 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 deck of cards that I was dealt just didn't happen to go in my favor. So you know, Mm -hmm. I definitely had support on that, and I I had so much support. I mean, through different individuals at my church, Mm -hmm. my friends, my family, you know, even my extended family, my aunt actually. her her daughter, her mm-hmm. blood daughter, um, she has placed her for adoption with, the, uh, with the, that father's family. So adoption, you know, is around me.
0: Right, and I think that's important, too, and it's becoming more and more, uh, we're seeing more and more women choosing adoption, too, which is good for many of the children also.
1: Which is definitely awesome because I definitely, you know, want to mm-hmm. stress to birth mothers um, as well as, you know, families of birth mothers, you are not giving up your child. It this is not the end. Unless you want a closed situation, this is definitely not the end at mm-hmm. all whatsoever. So I definitely want that to be known.
0: And that's important too. What so if for families listening, I've got an email from a young woman that's struggling with a decision on adoption uh to a family outside of her race. What advice would you give her about adoption from birth mom standpoint? Uh
1: first of all, you know, race race has no, you know, bearing on too much of anything now. So don't think of it as a point of race. Mm -hmm. And and secondly, think of it from a standpoint of life. Would you rather keep your child and, and struggle because you had a family who was of a different race, you know, wanting to care for your child, or would you rather just be comfortable and at peace knowing that he is well taken care of even if they are of a different race and that you can breathe a little easier at night and not have this, heavy load on your back for 18 to 21 years.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very true, and it's really good coming from a birth mom, too. So what are you doing now? We've got just a couple minutes before the end of the show, but what's your life like now?
1: Currently, um, I'm I'm doing very well. Actually, um, before we did this show, I actually spoke to the parents, and they're about to take my son on his first class on his first first-class flight Wow! Um, at five months old, oh my. Um, and he's doing very well. I'm doing very well. I'm actually um, planning to go to college in the fall, and I will be taking advantage of the lifetime scholarship program That's as well. That's great, great. Um, and I, I, I'm just on my way to my goal for my degree in business management. Um, I've just started a new job. Right. And I'm just, I'm just on the road to your success. A more environment. Wow. Thank exactly. you.
0: Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for being on the show. You have been a real blessing, and thank you again. Well, listen, till next week. This is Marty Caldwell with KFIA, and I want to thank you for being part of our show today. And email me at info at uh, adoptingonline or info at letstalkadoption.com. Until next week, God bless you. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit lifetimeadoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.